are the role models in our life. Heroes, mentors, and friends. Finding meaning in our 9 to 5 life. Now, Heroes, Mentors, and Friends with John Dowd Jr. What if I told you that no matter your age, your weight, your level of stress, or your state of mind, you can realize your wellness potential. It's easier than you think. Well, that's what today's show is all about with a great guest who is an expert on wellness during our middle age or any age. My name is John Dow Jr. Welcome to Heroes, Matters, and Friends. Each week we talk about finding meaning in our busy 9-to-5 life. Heroes, Mentors, and Friends is the name of my book. You can find it at johndowjr.com or on Facebook. Just punch in Heroes, Mentors, and Friends. My guest today is Dr. Carmela Sebastian. She likes to be called Dr. Carm, and she has a great book called, and I, I love this name. You ready? Sex and Spaghetti Sauce, My Italian Mother's Recipe for Getting Healthy and Getting Busy in Your 50s and Beyond. Dr. Carm, good morning. Welcome to Heroes, Medicine and Friends. Good morning, and thank you for having me. So great to have you today. I love the name of your book because I love spaghetti sauce. I love spaghetti. <laughs> I love Italian mothers and all mothers, and who, who doesn't love sex? So this is going to be a great conversation today. You know, Dr. Carm, I, I speak uh, as often as possible, and I'm always out there meeting people these days, being in radio. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the vibe I get today from people is that when you ask them, so, so how you doing? And the new normal is, I'm hanging in there. Well, I'm right. hanging on. I'm surviving. You know, there's, you don't get a lot of, oh, I'm doing great. Or I'm really, I've had a really great year of growth. And, you know, I believe your work is really, while it's always been important, now more than ever, People really need a set of tools to bring wellness back into their life. Well, you know, we, we aren't, I, the book harkens back to a simpler life. And, and how it came about was I work uh, for Florida Blue, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Florida. And when I first joined them four years ago, my mom and dad at that point had passed away they they died within 13 months of each other after 51 years of marriage so no one was very surprised that you know uh they one of them would not last without the other Hmm. and the first thing florida blue asked me was to go around florida to all of our markets because we have employees all through florida from miami to pensacola and they said, you know, we really want to do something for our women, our female employees. So would you go around and talk about, you know, how they should, they should really uh, change their lives to be the healthiest they can be? And so I started to do that. And a couple of things happened. And it was kind of weird and kind of wonderful all at the same time. First of all, I kept hearing my mother's voice and her words come out of my mouth, which, you know, when that first happens to you, it's a little <laughs> scary. <laughs> and then the other thing that happened was, you know, I, I was new at Florida Blue. I wanted to keep my job. And so I really didn't talk much about sex. Um, I uh, 
afterwards, all these women were coming up to me, and they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't let me leave to go to my next gig because right. uh, they wanted to talk about sex and cosmetic surgery and things like that. Right. And and you know, I realized that most of what I was talking to them about were, were things that my mother and father the way, it was just the way they lived. They didn't teach it like, oh, you really need to do this because of this, this, and this. They just lived that way. So an example is farm to table. Today everybody's like, oh wow, you know, farm to table like it's some newfangled way of living. Well, I mean, you know, we're we're Italian, we're from Europe. I mean, everybody, all of us, our entire extended family had the most lush gardens uh, in the back of our homes, you know, in northeastern Pennsylvania, and we right. ate off of them all through the year. So right. it was, Far- it's nothing new, you know. Far- farm to table is that what you said? Farm to table is what everybody says now. It's like, you know, the, the, the catchphrase. You know, it's the Michelle Obama, let's have a garden again. And, I mean, right. we all had gardens. We all, you know, I'll never forget it. My mother had the most beautiful, oh, onions and garlic. And then there would be different varieties of lettuce and, of course, zucchini, um, which we did everything with. It's just like right. the most versatile vegetable. So, right. anyway, yeah, you know, and beautiful tomatoes. Um, so, so that was just something. So I started realizing as I was doing my research that the way my parents lived now is backed by a lot of research um, and, and medical studies that prove that, you know, what they were saying. I just thought they were crazy, but what they were saying was actually very, very helpful. <laughs> Isn't that amazing how the wisdom over the years came through to us as we were children growing up and that it took us to leave the nest, grow, get an education, and and all of a sudden realize that, wow, mom and dad weren't so far off, were they? Yeah, and you know, I think it happens to everyone at some point in their life. I mean, I think it's better when it happens earlier to you. I'm hoping that my two daughters, who are 20 and 16, don't wait until they're going through menopause to say, hey, maybe I'm not really taking care of my body. But I think that that was something for me. I think starting to go through menopause, I just was not feeling. I was doing everything the same way. But see, your body changes. You're doing it all the same way. Your body changes, but all of a sudden... You know, you used to be able to, you know, as an example, eat raw onion, and all of a sudden your body will not accept raw onion anymore, or, um, you know, the, the, the hamburger from McDonald's, or even red, red meat doesn't sit as well as it used to. So, so something happens, I think, to everyone, and we start questioning, is this really the healthiest that I can be? Is this my health potential? And I said no, and I started thinking about the way I was brought up, and I started living more like that. We're talking to Dr. Carmela Sebastian. Her book is Sex and Spaghetti Sauce, My Italian Mother's Recipe for Getting Healthy and Getting Busy in Your 50s and Beyond. Dr. Carm, you know, you you bring up an interesting thought of each day we, you know, load food into our bodies, our Mm -hmm. busy schedules, sometimes force us to have to not eat as well as we should. Let me give you an example. I love diner breakfasts. Mm, I love to go to, I love eggs over easy. I love Mm -hmm. wheat toast with light butter. Mm -hmm. I love an occasional bacon or, or, Mm -hmm. but when I have the home fries, then that afternoon and the next day, it's like I'm hungover. Mm. It's, it literally does affect my 
almost my attitude and I can't right. have a coffee after it. It just, nothing seems to work. Should mm-hmm. we take those cues? What can we do? You know, that's one of the issues. Uh, and I, I think about this a lot, probably more than I should, but I was thinking about it just this very morning and the fact that this electronic world and just the virtual world we live in today, a lot of our attention is focused out instead of internally. And, you know, I, I'm not a big, I'm not big into meditation. However, when, as, as I say that, I think back, you know, I was brought up Catholic and I used to go and just sit in the church and just sit there and, you know, just think. And I guess that was a form of meditation. And prayer is a form of meditation. And mm-hmm. just sitting and being quiet is a form of meditation. We don't listen to our bodies. We don't listen to the inside of us. We're so focused outward. And mm-hmm. I think the more outward you get, the more fake, F-A-K-E, that's introduced into your life. And I was thinking today, you know, of course we're in business, so we have to be on Twitter. You have to be. You have to be on Facebook. And in some ways, you know, it's really connected me with some people I lost track of over the years that I really want to be, you know, reconnected to. However, that's 10%. The other 90% is BS. Um, people that are just on to talk about their toenail fungus or the latest thing that happened to them. And all of this is just communication overload mm-hmm. and, and, and produces what my mother would call mental fatigue. I used mm-hmm. to love that because she'd say it at least once a week. Oh, my God, I have such mental fatigue. I was thinking, what the heck is she talking about? Now I know it was just her, her word for stress, emotional stress. And so I was thinking about today, and you know somebody like this. You know that you have a friend whose marriage is not all that it can be, and she complains or he complains constantly about the spouse. And then all of a sudden, it's anniversary time. And you'll see something on Facebook about t- 10 years ago today, I married my best friend. And it'll be all of this hoopla for what reason, I don't know. But then I thought to myself, well, geez, do I not love my husband of 23 years because I don't go out and pro- profess you know, my undying love on Facebook? No. The, what's happening is I'm actually loving him in private the way that I should be and telling him how I feel every single day. I don't have to tell the people on Facebook. We are surrounded by fake interactions um, and, and sometimes, you know, just forced into a virtual world instead of looking inside ourselves. So what you bring up is a very, very um, personal um, element that affects our health and that we don't recognize. But see, what you're, what you're doing when you go to um, have breakfast and you have something or lunch or dinner and you have something that doesn't agree with you, instead of saying, I wonder if there was something wrong with those potatoes, you're saying, I wonder if my body is not accepting those potatoes, that that's something I shouldn't eat anymore, or they were too greasy, or it's the carbohydrates. And so um, we have to do more of that. What I've been doing is just monitoring my feeling the next day mm-hmm. and then trying to recap and remember, okay, here's what I ate and here's right. what I did. And I'm almost to a point where, well, I need to lose a few LBs. Uh, I'm almost to a point where I can almost say, okay, I want these home fries today. Mm-hmm. What am I doing this afternoon where my output level will need to be minimal? You know you what? Know? This is the thing that bothers me. I talk a lot in the book about 
particular diets, and I don't say any, I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about any particular diet. God knows I have been on Weight Watchers, let me see, one, two, I think three times I've been a lifetime member. <laughs> so, so um, you know, I have tried a lot of different things because I was an obese kid. And I don't say anything bad. I mean, the, the zone diet may work perfectly, you know, for the person down the street. It's not the way I can live my life, and I can't live that way every day. And let's face it, I'm not going to count points every single day of the rest of my life. I don't want to live that way. So I've got to come up with tactics. And, you know, for me, the 80-20 rule just just holds. And so, I mean, if you're going to have, like you said, if you're going to have the potatoes and you know that you're going a little bit overboard maybe in the, in the um, fat area or the carbohydrate area, then I think to myself, okay, what am I going to do at dinner time? Maybe dinner will be a simple salad with a piece of um, lean protein on the side, some quinoa or some other carbohydrate that's very high in protein and very good for you. So it's all in the balance. And that's another thing my mother used to say, you know, of course, moderation is best in everything. Uh, have a little bit of everything. And now we know, you know, red wine. I mean, before I, I was served red wine with a little bit of soda with like a seven up, a little bit of seven ups from the time I was seven or eight years old. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, everything in moderation. Yeah. People today, people say, you know, oh, that turned you into an alcoholic because you had red wine when you were a child. That's ridiculous, of course. Oh, everything my God. I can. Let me tell you what. I am the cheapest date that anyone has ever had. I am, I, I will order um, a Cabernet, I like Cabernet, and, and literally, I am not kidding you, I am buzzed by, the, by a half a glass. Uh-huh. Now, the thing is, I have a really healthy liver because I don't drink, and so it clears out immediately. So it's like the weirdest thing, I'll have like this buzz, and then all of a sudden, I'm perfectly fine 20 minutes later, and I'm like, what was the, what was the use of that? I, I like the taste of it, though. So, so, I mean, the whole point is, you know, the, the, the rules um, that have come out based on studies, for example, women no more than one uh, alcoholic drink per day, uh, preferably red wine, and men no more than two a day, um, and no binge drinking, uh, that was basically the way all of my family and extended family lived, but we never knew, you know, that it actually would help our heart, you know, help us live longer, et cetera. But now we know that. Uh, on your website, it's terrific because you have a lot of very rich content and it's easy to access. What about eating more color in your diet? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, where you see the color is where the vitamins and minerals are. And so, like, I always think about it that way because, um, you know, for example, even something as simple as carrots, a lot of vitamin A in carrots. So, you know, people are going and they're popping all their, their vitamins and they're getting them at the CVS. I get them, you know, at the farmer's market or I grow them in my backyard um, and they're tastier, tastier than swallowing five or six pills. So I, I believe in eating, you know, that's, I, we were raised on beans and greens. Uh, where my mother would use a Swiss chard and then put some cannellini beans in olive oil and um, garlic and salt and pepper, and that's all we, you know, and that would be it. That would be the side dish and then maybe a small little piece of meat, very small amounts of meat and poultry. They were more like the condiment. Um, and so, so, yeah, I truly believe all your vitamins and minerals can be 
uh, gotten through what you're putting in your body. And, you know, the funny thing is we would, we would say to our children, you know, oh, my God, don't ever do drugs, don't ever do. And, but yet then we put things that we're not exactly sure what's in them in our bodies instead right. of getting really good foods that are fr- as fresh as they can be. And I'm not talking about all organic because people get in an uproar. I can't afford organic. Well, guess what? I can't afford all organic either. And I'm not sure it's really worth it because, you know, a banana, you got to peel it anyway. So any of the pesticides and stuff you would think, you know, that they spray on them would be on the outside and the peel. Um, But there are certain things, of course, that are, you know, probably better um, if you're able to buy them organic. But you know what? If you're not, wash them off. Or peel them. You mean I'm supposed to peel the banana? Yeah, well, you know, it's really <laughs> tough if you try to chew that. Dumb joke, I'm sorry. Well, you know, you talk to women today, they have young kids or, or you, know, uh, you know, junior high school age kids. They have activities and homework. And you talk to, to these women today and you say to them, you know, are you meditating? Are you taking some time mm-hmm. for yourself? Are you exercising? And these poor Young women, they look at you like, are you crazy? I don't have a moment to mm-hmm. myself to work right. out. H- how do you, you speak know, to that's, that? That's, that's just hogwash because mm-hmm. I, I know how busy it is. I had two jobs, two young children growing up. My husband just started a restaurant. He was gone 24-7. Mm. We, were just, we were just talking the other day. We eat home about five to six nights a week, and we were talking about our life when we were in this this very very uh, toxic uh, time of our life, and we ate we ate at Bubba's. That was the name of our restaurant. We ate at Bubba's, you know, Bubba's. five out of seven nights. And he never got to see the kids. And I mean, let's go back to how does this feel for you? Wait, something's wrong here. This doesn't feel right. Okay, so right. guess what? There's only one person that could change that, and that's you. When I talk about meditation. I'm talking about taking a few minutes before you get out of the bed in the morning. Take a couple of deep breaths. Think about what you want to do with your day. Like I just turned to my husband this morning and said, okay, what do you have planned for today? That's our little routine. That sort of gets us grounded. Here's the things I want to accomplish today. Take a couple deep breaths before you get going, even if you have to get up 15 minutes before everybody else does, which I know is a chore, especially during these months where it's very cold out, it's dark in the morning. Believe me, I lived in northeastern Pennsylvania. Sometimes I thought I needed, you know, a Hoye lift to get me out of bed in the morning. <laughs> um, but you have to get up and you got to go. Um, the other thing is um, don't think that you're a superwoman. There's no superwomen. You're not going to be able to do everything at one time. And I think there's been a couple of books now, uh, Sandberg's book and some others, that have basically said, yes, you can have it all in your life. You just can't have it all at the same time, at the same moment. So don't try for that. That was something that I thought I was going to do. I thought it was great to be multitasking. Well, guess what? Multitasking means you're not taking care of yourself because you're taking care of every other thing at the same time. Right. Um, So that's not going to work either. And the other thing is always remember that you can't take care of anybody if you're not in a good place. And I always kept reminding myself of that. After I had my first child 20 years ago, um, she would be home with either her father, who was a policeman and he worked different 
you know, shifts and I'd be coming home from work at five o'clock or six o'clock at night or, or she'd be with one of her grandparents and I'd be coming home and I'd be, wow, I really miss her and I'd have to pass the gym on the way home. And the only thing that got me to go into the gym was I used to recite that Nike's, not to just do it, there was a Nike's advertisement that said there's 24 hours in the day, this one is yours. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if I didn't take that hour or even 30 minutes, and go and get some of that anxiety out and everything and, all, and, and, and work my body, get the blood pumping, that I would be no good for her. So, so these are the things you have to do. You have to figure what makes sense to you. You can't do it all. And get help. Um, don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, that's beautifully said. When you add some quality time into your life, whether it's a half hour in the morning or half hour at night, or even waking up, as you said, 15 minutes earlier for some quiet time or some exercise, when you add the quality to your life, the quality for everyone you're serving improves as well. It makes, it makes it's common sense, but we're, our mind are, our minds are racing so quickly these days with technology that we just don't stop to, to, to listen to our hearts where our mind sort of takes over. I see some really bad habits beginning in our younger people. For example, my 16-year-old, she'll lay in bed at night before she's getting ready to go to sleep, and she's attached to that cell phone. And I know all the parents out there that are listening, their children are doing the same thing, whether they know it or not. I am a big snoop. I am a creeper. That's what they call me. I am on. I, I actually went on Facebook for the first time uh, just to snoop on my kids. And I believe in that. I want to know what's going on. I want to know. But we have a bad habit that's occurring. Our bedrooms and our um, calm areas are not calm anymore. There's too many electronics involved. Get them out of there. Get them out of the bedrooms. Um, I love that. I love love becoming a creeper. (laughs) Oh, I am a creeper. I'm a creeper. (laughs) They call me other things, too. I mean, I have literally been caught. (laughs) crawling into the older daughter's bedroom in the middle of the night to grab her phone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely I did it. And guess what? Both of them are terrific kids, never had issues with sex, drugs, alcohol, nothing. And we have a very open relationship. But they knew from the beginning that I was going to be there. Dr. Carm, we got about two minutes left. Speak to nurturing your spirit. There's something on your website that talks about nurturing your spirit and talking about intimacy. Well, you know, I mean, the title of the book is, is Sex and Spaghetti Sauce. Sex is actually very good medicine. Um, I do a presentation uh, that's pretty, uh, you know, it's pretty well received. And I talk about all of the studies that have been done. Uh, there was just one that came out recently um, that talked about how it actually makes you smarter. I mean, the bottom line is that we're pumping blood. We're getting blood pumping to all these areas of our body. We need that. It's a form of exercise and spiritual exercise. So physical and spiritual exercise connecting you to another person. Um, and so it's, it's in, extremely important Um, if you're not having a good, uh, relationship when it comes to sex to look at it and say, you know, again, this, this doesn't feel right. This isn't acceptable. What can I do to make this better? 
Leave it to a guy to introduce sex into a topic with just two minutes left. Well, you're all good for about two minutes, aren't you? <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm making all us guys look bad. That's Her a na- good place to end, don't you think? <laughs> her name is Dr. Carmela Sebastian. We're calling her Dr. Carm and her... Fabulous book is Sex and Spaghetti Sauce, My Italian Mother's Recipe for Getting Healthy and Getting Busy in Your 50s and Beyond. Dr. Carm, where can we get your book? You can get it on Amazon. It's also in a Kindle format. And give us your website as well. Website is www.dr, as in doctor, and then C-A-R-M. Very simple. Dr. Carm, thank you for your sage advice today. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. And I'll Same come back here. anytime. And I'm also hungry, so <laughs> I'm going to go get go something eat some to colors. eat now. Grab ha- some have, colors, have, have a- some sex, and your day will be great. I love your thinking. Dr. Carmela Sebastian, ha- have a great day. You too. Thank you. It's John Dow Jr., and this is Heroes, Mentors, and Friends. Boy, wasn't she great, huh? You can find my book at johndowdjr.com. That's J-O-H-N-D-O-W-D-Jr.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at Heroes, Mentors, and Friends. Unlock the code on who we really are. You're listening to Heroes, Mentors, and Friends with John Dow Jr.